0: And here with an intro for the first episode of Tep and Step is Matt Step. Hi. Perfect. Welcome in to the inaugural edition of what we are henceforth referring to as Tepp and Step. I'm the Tepp. That's Greg Tepper, managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And that's the step.
1: Yes, I'm the Step. Matthew Stepp. Resident.
0: Well I, well, you know. That's Matthew. My, that's my I, That's my government name. I never think of you as Matthew. I know. I know it is your
1: name. My wife's listening, so I had to refer to myself as Matthew. Does
0: she call you Matthew?
1: When she's pissed at me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow, that's... Can I say pissed on the podcast?
0: Brother, this is premium. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Um, this is Tep and Step. Uh, this is the new premium high school football podcast from Dave Campbell's Texas Football. First and foremost, if you're listening to this, we want to thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you. We love you very much. We love you more than the other people who listen to uh, our other free podcasts. That's uh, Don't tell them that, but mm-hmm. it's the truth. We love it's our you little more. secret. It is our little secret. Yeah. What Tep and Step is is basically Matt Stepp and I every week are going to get together and nerd out about high school football because we think you like that. And we think you deserve it, and so we have decided to come together every week and do a bit of a bit more of a deep dive. Instead of you know when we do Texas football today, our daily live show on TexasFootball.com, it it ends up being more
1: surface level just because there's so much to talk about. Oh yeah, I mean you've got I mean on a given week there's. Just in UIL eleven man, there's over five hundred games just about every week. Yeah, and so there's that.
0: But for me, the thing that's 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 uh, this is going to give us an opportunity to do a little bit more of a deeper dive, maybe nerd a little nerd out a little bit more, which we like to do. Which we like to do, and, we and are go nerds. go a little bit more in depth than than you would normally get from our normal podcast. So. Um, here we are. It's going to be a weekly occurrence. You will, um, you will get the feed. Um, if you are a um, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, you should have an email with the feed. You can plug into your podcast uh, vendor of choice. Uh, I will only say this once. Um, we are basically on the honor system. I hope that you will not share that link with other people. Please don't. Please don't because it, it would help you. Th- th- it encourages other people to, to subscribe to the podcast. And we need food to, in our tummy, Yeah, right? to become Dave Campbell's Tech Football Insider. So I hope that you won't. Um, but... I'm being honest. It's it's the it's the the you know we're on the honor system. We, here. we trust you, loyal DCTF insider. We trust you. So we hope that you will you will not share that link. It is only for you, uh, our very special friend. So today, uh, one one way that I want to start off, this is going to be a, kind of a new kind of show because uh, it's a little bit more free flowing. We don't really have a time limit on it. We can kind of go as long as we want or as short as we want. But this is going to be a, a a different kind of show than what you're going to be used to as you listen on because we don't really have games to tell about The way that it'll work going forward is we'll have a little bit of review and a lot of preview, mm-hmm. uh, but this is going to be kind of our big season preview. But one thing we will do to start every single one of these episodes is we will have Tepper's Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week. Oh,
1: I love Texas High School Football Fun Facts. I
0: want as many bits in the show as possible, and so if you have a bit idea, let us know. Uh, tweet me at Tepper or Matt at Matt underscore up at a seven Matt Step. Do you know how many four thousand yard receivers? I'm sorry, four thousand yard passers are coming back in Dave Campbell's Texas, or I'm sorry, in, in in Texas high school football in 2018. Mm. How many people? How many quarterbacks
1: who threw for four thousand yards a year ago are coming back? I'm gonna guess a nice round number and say five. The day, the Greg
0: Tepper inaugural Texas high school football fun fact of the week is that there are. Three quarterbacks who have thrown for more than who threw for more than four thousand yards who are coming back this uh, in two thousand and eighteen. Can you name any of them?
1: Uh, is Grant Gannell one.
0: Grant Gannell is is the is the, all, is the leading passer from last year. Grant Gannell from okay. Houston Saint Pius all the tenth right. is forty nine hundred and thirty six. This is uh, according to maxpreps.com, so okay. take it up with them if the numbers are wrong. Yes. Uh, Rashawn Johnson. Rashawn Johnson. No, no. he did not throw. Yeah, for... he He had a lot of rushing. The other two. One you've one people have definitely heard of, Chase Griffin at Hutto. Oh, yeah. For 40, UCLA commit. R- threw for 4,100 yards. The other one, maybe people haven't heard of. Brian Ponder, the quarterback oh, at Bells. yeah. He threw
1: like 11 touchdown passes yes. in that game last year. The son of Bells head coach, Scott Ponder. He threw for 4,121 yards that's in right. just 11 games uh, last year. That's pretty
0: insane. He averaged 374 yards per game. Uh, the leader in the clubhouse at yards per game was the aforementioned Gannell at 411.3. That... Is your Texas high school football mm-hmm. fun fact of the week. So, Steph, we're going to get into, uh, we're going to get right into it. Talk about um, the 2018 Texas high school football season, which is nigh upon us. We're recording this on Thursday, August
1: 23rd. We're one week away from real, actual games being played.
0: One week from maybe right now? When's the first game?
1: I don't think there's any early games. Because
0: normally there's a game in, like, El Paso or something. Yeah, there was, like, a, do a doubleheader like double header this like year. F- about. Don't
1: think there's one this year. Okay. I think, uh, I think... I think Forsan and Oklahoma are kicking off at six thirty uh, in the Howard County Bowl. I can tell you, by the way, he's not looking at anything. He's yeah. just he's looking directly at me as he's saying yeah. that. Forsan so. and Oklahoma, I believe, are and I think they have like a special. I, I got a tweet about this today. They have like some country music singer performing at the halftime show of the Forsan and Oklahoma. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Guys, you don't think Texas High School football is serious. Yeah. The Country Music Act doing a halftime show at the Howard County Bowl. I know I'll be at Jefferson and Pittsburgh oh, next I, Thursday. How excited that, that's gonna be a fun. You get I'm to open up a new stadium. I'm trying to talk Rick Renner into going.
0: Um Okay. I've already I've already emailed the powers that be at Pittsburgh and they have a, they have said that they will not stop me at the gate, so I will be able that's to good. get in. But I will but I mean Renner it's gonna take some doing.
1: Yeah, he's got a busy schedule, yeah. you know. And, I'm see. But, you know, I I, I told – him Craig was – if Craig wasn't going to Maryland, he would be all in. Listen, Craig is
0: – Craig Way, my co-host on, on High School Scoreboard. School Mr. Law. Way, I call Mr. him. Mr. Way. Way. Mr. Yes. Way. He is devastated that he's not going to be at Longview Lufkin.
1: I know. I mean, I'm devastated I'm not going to be there. That's going to be a – whale of a game. It's going to be a great game. And, and Jefferson-Pittsburgh is a great game to start the season. It really is. I'm very excited
0: about right. I'm it. I'm glad the fine so, folks
1: in Pittsburgh decided to move that game to Thursday so you could attend. Yeah, I appreciate it. Open, B-
0: open the brand new stadium. I appreciate Coach Baca and his courage. Um, so, we, we, are, we are nigh... Oh, the, the Texas high school football season is nigh upon us. And so, I want to talk about what's new, different, interesting about the 2018 season and why this is going to be different. I think the first one... First thing that stands out to me is coaching changes, and I know that you are the guy who has his pulse on all things Texas high school football coaching changes. We've talked about this before. I think that the I think that this round of coaching changes this off season is maybe the most high profile group that I can remember.
1: Yeah. So the UIL 11 man, there were 219 coaching changes mm. this year, which is for a realignment year, slightly above normal. It's not a record, yeah. but it's, it's... It sounds high, but yeah. it's... But
0: like, There's it's, been years
1: been 250.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's, 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 I think it would be the kind of number that you would characterize as above average. Yes,
1: above average, yeah. I think it, usually I, I tell people on realignment years, we're looking at around 200. Mm-hmm. is kind of your bar. And then non-realignment years, it's around 175 mm-hmm. in, that, in that neighborhood. But yeah, 219 is a little high, but I think it was the number of just, you know and and lots of drama. I mean we had a lot of drama this year, mm-hmm. you know, with some of the coaching. But yeah, you have, you know, South Lake, DeSoto, the Woodlands, Pearland, uh Odessa Permian, Amarillo High, Highland Park almost. Yeah, Highland Park had a change and went back. Um Like even places like Waco High. Yeah, Waco High. You know? and, and 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 Copper's of, Cove. The, Ennis. Yeah, Copper's Cove Ennis, yeah. Hutto, I mean, uh-huh. I, and there was a number of late coaching changes too that really th- I mean usually after like we talked you know we talked about on, on Texas football today usually after, after May 1 it really dies out mm-hmm. we had coaching changes like two days before Odessa Permian coach was Blake Felt resigned at Permian like two days before coaching school like Jeff Ellison, when we talked to him at coaching school, he had been on the job for like seventy-two hours and mm-hmm. was like trying to find a coach. Yeah, when we saw him at coaching school, so the number of late coaching changes was really, and, and there were some high-profile late coaching changes too. Really, um, was interesting. I don't, I don't know if this was a one-off or if it's going to be kind of the trend going forward because there was a lot of late movement.
0: The here is the here's the perfect encapsulation of what this football, this coaching change offseason was like. Yesterday. I was on Twitter, and a tweet came across about how the new coach at Houston Lamar was going to be, like, uh, he's, like, really excited about taking the reins. And I go, holy crap,
1: I forgot Tom Nolan retired. Yeah, because he, he snuck that in, like, right around, it was in, I think, early July. I think he snuck that in right around the 4th of July. That's the fifth winningest coach
0: in Texas yeah, high school football Walmart history. Five years.
1: And it's the kind of thing that it just like, oh, yeah, that was another one. Yeah, we had two or three coaches in the top 20 and win. Mm-hmm. I mean because Dale Keeling at Everman retired we mm-hmm. knew that was coming but he's the top 20 in wins in all time and has two state titles so and we almost I mean Randy Allen who's fourth almost retired at, at Highland he retired
0: he, and then didn't he retired for a week and then he did take backs yeah. Tom Nolan retired um, at uh, at Houston Lamar um. Let's see. Keeling was like like 18th or
1: 19th in, in, on the list. I mean,
0: uh. Yeah. Keeling. Keeling's up there. Um. Hal wasson has gone. He yeah. was. He was 41st on the list. Yeah. Hal Wasson. Um. Is did Jerry Bomar leave? Jerry Bomar is out at Orange Grove, right? Is that right? Did I make uh, that up?
1: He is at Belleville. So he changed. No, co- is he at Be- Yeah. He's at Belleville. I mean, Beeville. Excuse me. There are so Glenn West. I mean, yeah, Glenn West. Yeah, and, he's, and Brenham. He's That's another he's one up there.
0: Um, there are so many just like huge Willie Williams, Mark
1: Bell at La Vega and China Spring. Oh yeah, uh, yeah yeah. La Vega, China Spring, Coppers Cove—three guys who have been at their respective jobs for over twenty years. It is insanity
0: the coaching changes that went down, um, just all across all across the state. And so I think that's going to really going to shape kind of how, especially in the early going, how Texas high school football looks in 2018. Another one is is obviously realignment, and and we you know we've we've talked realignment. Kind of ad nauseum around here, but I really just don't think we can stress enough how bananas the 5A division split's going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean it's you know we when when it hit originally in 2A, 3A, and then went to 4A, there was a a year or two kind of adjustment period there with those schools, where in the fan bases getting used to the new districts, the additional travel. And the playoff roads have completely mm-hmm. changed. Regions are changing completely now. I mean, you look in five A, Marshall's in Region Three, in you know they're a, traditionally a Region Two team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Region One in five A Division Two, and how how wide open that is. Uh, Alito's in Region Two. I mean, mm-hmm. in Division Two Region One in five A, how wide open that is, and then in Division Two Region Two, Alito's in Region Two now. Mm-hmm. So not only are district opponents changing, but playoff routes are changing because teams are being shifted. Um, into regions uh, that they're normally not in. So yeah,
0: it's it's the the division split is um is is one of those things that I, f- I feel like the casual high school football fan like knows it happened and understands that like oh you know it matters things are different and then like the playoff bracket's going to come out.
1: Yes, that's where you're going to be like whoa, and people are going to go wait
0: what. Like, yeah. where's this team that we always have to run into? Well, they're not there, and you're not mm-hmm. going to see them. And, and I, I just... I think that people aren't necessarily grasping what this means. Like, there was a lot of talk about um, how, the, um, how it was going to affect travel, right? And, and, and obviously, that's a big, that's a big thing for, for some portions of the state. But the thing... Like, I'll just come out and say it. The thing that I'm number one with the Bullet most excited about is 5A Division I, Region 4. Uh, because... Yes, there's a couple teams at the top in Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial and and maybe Corpus Christi Flower Bluff who are going to be right in that mix for for it, but you don't have to squint to see a Rio Grande Valley team playing in a semifinal, okay. and and I think that to to a certain extent, you know, if you look if you go west to El Paso, you don't have to squint as much. To see uh, to see uh, an El Paso team uh, like Parkland,
1: yeah, Parkland's a, a, getting through. A, there. Parkland's one of the, the two or three favorites in yes. my opinion in Region One Division Two. Exactly,
0: and so to me, that is what makes this exciting: is that places that were normally perhaps like excluded. From the, from the conversation just because of the way that the brackets was set up are now suddenly right in the mix. Yeah. And, and that to me is really exciting because for all we hear about the Blue Bloods and the teams that are always in there, um, this could be the most, this could be a brave new world in 5A, and yes. that is really exciting
1: for me. There, there would be nothing that would warm my heart more than to see like a real Grand Valley team make like a really deep run and to see the excitement oh and the, 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 that fan base, whatever, school. Dude, I just want you to picture,
0: okay, hypothetically, Mission Veterans Memorial against Hutto in a state semifinal, the game will be at the Alamo Dome, yes. right? Yeah,
1: probably, yeah. And there
0: will be 50,000 people.
1: I mean, mission. Yeah, the the entire Rio Grande Valley would. Yeah, like it would be crazy. How much fun would that
0: be? Like that's that's the kind of stuff that I get I get geeked up about. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm really excited to see a lot of these district races come down, but like. This is the time. August, late August is the time for dreaming. And oh yeah, like, everyone's I undefeated. Am, I am dreaming about yeah. that. Like, oh man, what if we had one team really catch fire? Kind of like what we had with Austin McCallum last year, right? Yeah. Where Austin McCallum, an Austin ISD team, caught fire and suddenly they're in a they're in a, and state, you know, semifinal. a state semifinal. Yeah. And you go. Dude, they're, they're eight minutes away from playing for a title. Yeah. Like that is what is really exciting to me uh, about uh, about that. So those are two of the things that that springs up spring up to me as far as what's new and different about twenty eighteen.
1: Another five A thing that I'm I'm mm-hmm. keeping an eye on is the home field advantage in the first round mm-hmm. of the playoffs. That's going to be coming to five A this year. Mm-hmm. So you know that's there's an added incentive there. I think it's going pretty well in six A for the most part. I think you know, so. Uh, so I'm you know they had, they had a couple of kinks to work out at the first year. The UIL worked that out, but um I think uh. It's, you know in 5A I think it it'll it'll be exciting to see the chance for some schools to be able to host a first round playoff game.
0: In my experience and this is just talking with with coaches um I think there's a generational gap in what people think of that because um I mean I'm basically a newborn child. I'm very very young. I don't mean to brag, but uh, I was born in 2006. But <laughs> <laughs> some of my tweets will will, will show that. Um but I'm, you know, I'm on the younger end of of the Texas high school football nerd generation. If you talk to people on the older end, generally speaking, I feel well, not, you know, not all of them, but I feel like there are more people who don't like the home field advantage in the first round um, on the older end, just because they're like, oh, you know, when it's a playoffs; it should be equal footing for every mm-hmm.
1: team. And usually, those are the same people who. Want us to go back to two teams in the playoffs. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And, and you know, at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, we have the uh, really controversial stance that more football is better than less football. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like having four teams in the playoffs because it means more playoff games.
0: Yeah, it does mean more playoff you games. But um, it's, it's, it's a hot sports opinion, It know, is a, but, but It's a real hot take.
1: More football here. is good. More
0: football is good. Um, so we are... Um, But basically, I like the idea of incentivizing a district championship. So if you wanted to change it so that if you're the district champion...
1: That's kind of how I see it. I would rather have it that way than... As opposed to the higher seed. Yeah. You could
0: theoretically finish third in your district and play a team that finishes, if you're in 6A, play a team that finishes second. Yeah. Well, the
1: UIL did um, change that rule, I think. They fixed mm -hmm. that. Piece of it, I believe, because that was the case of in the first year. Mm-hmm. There was a I can't, I think it was in Laredo, a third place team hosted a second place team, yeah. And I think they they closed that loophole to where now if you're, it's based on this district finish. But still, I'd rather just see the district champ host. Mm-hmm. That way, you give some sort of incentive to winning the district title, other right. than the bragging rights of the gold ball.
0: We're really excited about Texas high school football. I'm really excited to get it going. So we're already, we're already nerding we're out. We're already nerding out. Let's get on to our, our second big topic, which is just kind of the, uh, our overview preview. And we're going to go class by class and just kind of touch on a few things. Let's start with the biggest classification. Let's start with class 6A. Um, to me, the storyline in 6A is, is there a new, is, who's this year's cipher? I think that last year, I think that in six A, and especially when you look at the preseason rankings, there's a tendency to look and and say, "Oh my gosh, look at all these blue bloods. Look at Allen and Lake Travis and Katie... and Westlake and Judson and Northshore, and, and you know all of these teams on and on and on." Uh, last year, CyFair came from off the map, and they stunned I think everybody um, and won the Division Two State Championship. I wonder if there's another one of those, and I wonder. I mean, I'll, I'll just come out and say, I wonder if it's. I wonder if it's, Duncanville or Longview.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I had written down as my storyline was mm-hmm. is, is Division Two. I think Division Two is so wide open in Six yeah. A, and part of it is there's some unknown because we don't know who's going to be in the Division Two bracket because of the way Six A is, is shaped up, where they don't split mm-hmm. before the season, and we don't know until the playoffs start. But if you look, I mean, at our, at our at our rankings, most of the top ten is is in all likelihood going to be Division One teams. Yeah. So I think the Division Two bracket is is super super wide open. Does that open the door, you know, for Longview to end that drought that they've had since the nineteen thirties? Yeah. Um, you know, does somebody you know does somebody catch fire out in West Texas and and make a run? Um, you know, somebody like Midland Lee if they're in the Division Two bracket, which they could easily be in Division oh, yeah. Two if, if Odessa High and Odessa Permian make the playoffs, which there's a pretty good chance they do, Midland Lee is going to be Division Two. Yeah, They went to the third round last year and, and played Trinity tough. Do they catch fire and, and, and make a run in D2? So I think that's the real big thing that I'm keeping an eye on is is, is how that Division Two bracket, once the playoffs come, shakes out. And who could be this year's surprise state champion?
0: Right. Because right now, here's, here is who in the top 10 of Dave Campbell's Texas football projects to go Division One. This is, again, and there's one or two changes, you know, one or two yeah. games all of a sudden changes. So, grain of salt. But Allen, Lake Travis, Katie, um, Judson, North Shore, Duncanville, Cyfair, And then, if you want to go down to, into, t- you know, top 15, Spring Westfield, South Lake Carroll, Euless Trinity, Smithson Valley. Atascocita, DeSoto, uh, Arlington Martin, yeah. all going Division One. Yeah, the only the only teams that that I just mentioned that are in that top what ended up being the top seventeen in those teams would be Klein Collins, Longview, and and Westlake. Yeah, and so yeah, I think that I think that you're right. Is that is that Division Two when those brackets come out like. There's going to be some games in Week Nine and Week Ten and Week Eleven that are going to seem from the outset relatively ho hum and, and and boring. Why would you pay any attention to them? But it's only because I think that we can see coming, like potentially yeah. a, a, a
1: a crazy thing. gosh. Who was in Austin a couple a couple of years ago? I don't know Vistaridge was. I think it was Vistaridge and Hayes consolidated last it, yeah. year. Where if the result went one way, Westlake would be Division One, and if it went the other way, Westlake would be Division Two. It ended up going in the way of Westlake going Division Two, and they went all the way to the semifinals. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a Cedar, Cedar Park-Vista Ridge-Buta Hayes consolidated game is for fourth place in that district. It's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. But When you really dig down into it, you're like, wow, this has ramifications statewide. That's the cool thing about, about these kind of games is they have such a, a – a, a, ripple effect throughout the state mm-hmm. and that was one of the games I couldn't remember the, but that was, was Hayes Consolidated and Vista Ridge. I think you're right yep. yeah
0: two teams two teams that like all due respect to those teams they were not winning state championships but no, they had they a huge impact place. Yeah. on what the state looked like
1: but so it one was one of them gets in the playoffs great. it pushes a team into the into the separate which that's one of the positives about the division one division two split is you don't get that you know guys know their playoff route um, a little further in advance and can kind of prepare for it but I think from our perspective from a media perspective it keeps things uh Definitely put, keeps the interest in more games later in the year. So I wrote, down, I wrote down contenders, but I feel like people... Look at our top ten. That's, that's
0: what the, who the contenders are. People yeah. are here for insider stuff. Yeah. As a result, let's talk sleepers. Let's talk 6A sleepers. I'm going to define a sleeper as a team outside the top 15 in the state. Okay. Starting the year in the top 15 in the you state. You should look at my Hipster Picks article, you too. You should look at the Hipster yeah. Picks article. Um, I will tell you a team that I, f- I, I feel like is um, is being like borderline... I hate the word disrespect, but a team that I think, um, if if we could go back and and redo some of the rankings, I would want to do. Round Rock Cedar Ridge, I think, is being grossly under under underappreciated by our rankings. Twenty
1: three, I think. We have
0: them ranked twenty four. Okay. And this is a team that ran to a state semifinal a year ago. A team that a team that, by the way,
1: um, gave Allen a run for about. Yeah, I was at three quarters. Yeah, it was a rainy game at McLean Stadium, and I, I, you know, their defense kept them in it, and it was—I think it was a twenty-one-seven game into the fourth. Allen kind of Allen scored a touchdown early in the fourth. Make it 28-7 that kind of put the game away. But it was 14-7 at the half. You've got a
0: second year under Coach Sam Robinson. You've got a receiver in Jalen Ellis who's all-world. You've got a really good, I think, potentially excellent offensive line. You know, the question for me is going to be defense. They bring just one back, just one starter on defense. Yeah,
1: and quarterback. They've got to replace uh, Ezekiel Koss, mm-hmm. whose uh, dad left. To, he graduated, and then his mm-hmm. dad took over at uh, Laredo uh, United South. So, replacing uh, their quarterback is going to be key as well. Yes. He was a really good player for them.
0: Not to mention their running back, Simi Bakari, who was really good last year. But I will say that, like, if you're looking for a sleeper, like, that's a team that has had success super, super, super recently that because the numbers don't necessarily line up and they don't have that pedigree, maybe flying under the radar. They're probably flying under the radar in Dave Campbell's Texas football. But, but Round Rock Cedar Ridge strikes me as,
1: as a sleeper. Uh, one I mentioned was Midland, Midland Lee already. I saw them in the uh, second round of the playoffs, beat Arlington Lamar, um, and they played um, uh, Trinity close in the third round of the playoffs. Clint Hartman's done a fantastic job there. We talked to him at coaching school. He's super excited about his team. He's got a lot of talent back and i think the bracket uh, potentially if they go division 2 uh shakes out really really nicely for them i'll tell you what that that little Southwest conference this year is going to be it's a lot be of fun going to watch be good with, with you know permian being really good tascosa middle lee I think Odessa High has really improved. Midland High is going to be solid. That's a five-deep district right now. Yeah, here. it is.
0: Midland Lee starts your 49th in our computer rankings on Dave Campbell's on TexasFootball.com. Um, I
1: have a feeling they'll be moving up.
0: I, I have a feeling they'll be moving up, gonna too, because there are going to be some teams ahead of them that, that end up faltering.
1: You know what? We'll, we'll know about Midland League pretty early. They open the season against uh, Smithson Valley. That's right. That's right, and, and I, I don't even think that was included. If, if I was next week, I may we may talk about those hipster games. Mm-hmm. Uh, week one, Middle East, Smithson Valley is a hipster game because that, that's oh, yeah. not one of the thirty that I am talking about in the preview. That's a mm-hmm. great matchup.
0: I mean, that's that's number that's the fourteenth best team in the, in the state according to Dave Campbell's Texas yeah. Football. It'd be a great, great matchup to so um, open the season. Let me All right, let's d- let's dip on down to five A Division One. Five of Division One, uh, of course, is going to be the um, you know the division split we've talked we talked about and, and and how important that is. Five of Division One is super interesting because on one hand, I feel like you've got both state champions in in Highland Park and College Station. You've got a super duper like a team we think is going to be really good and, and our pick to win a state ch- title in, in Lufkin um, or at least in Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You've got a team that looks like they are ready to burst in Mansfield Legacy. Yeah, you've got another couple teams with you know another team like Hutto is in that same mm-hmm. regard, and then you've got a, a couple of blue bloods who are used to being there like Den Ryan, Frisco Lone Star, and Cedar Park. But that said, here's the funny thing: I would say Division Two is deeper.
1: I think across the board, Division Two is much more uh, maybe balanced. Is yes, yeah, yes. balanced is the word. I think in in Division One, I, I think there's about ten teams. And, and what, here's the, what I have is my storyline: Region Two is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Yeah, because just about every team you mentioned is in Region Two. Yep, that re- that playoff bracket, and we're not even talking about Tyler John Tyler, yep. Mesquite pote, mm-hmm. Texas High. I mean, Region. Th- 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 Region 2 is going to be it's an a brutal. absolute war. I mean right yeah. Um, I think there's about, you know, and I not say t- I think there's about 8 teams in Division 1 that I really feel like have a great shot at winning the state title. Then I think it kind of drops off. I think in Division 2 there's probably I mean, I think Alito and Manville are the two favorites, but I think there's about 20 teams that, if you really squint, you can see a you can see a state title run.
0: Six of the top 11 teams in Dave Camp in our computer rankings um, are in the are in Division region Two, Region Two: yeah, Lufkin Highland crazy. Park, Legacy, Lone Star, College Station, John Tyler. The and then, by the way, and by the way, and by the way, uh, Texas High is is I think going to be better. Yeah. Um, I mean, Region Two is going to be a real bloodbath. Yes. And and to me. What's what's interesting to me is that if you look at like the ratings on the co- on our on our computer rankings, um, it's the top ten, and then a gap. The top ten, which uh, or I'm sorry, top uh, yeah top ten, which with which which ends with Colleyville Heritage, and then there's a gap between Colleyville Heritage and, and John Tyler. But those top ten are really bunched together. Yeah. And by the way, I mean basically John Tyler's only there because they had a bad year last year.
1: Yeah, they had a rough year last year, but you know they're dropping down. They've had a lot of success when they were 5A in the past, and I think they're going to be a, a, a team really to watch, and they'll be another one that we they opened the season with Cedar Hill. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll get a good idea of where they where Cujo stands uh, right away. All right, and so let's go on to sleepers for five A Division one. Um
0: a lot of interesting, a lot of ways you could go here. I think I'm I think I'm talk me out of this. Talk me out of grapevine. Talk me out of grapevine. The district's tough. I mean, uh, district's tough. The district's tough, and that's that's, that's, that's that's the word, right? They're, they've got a tough district draw, but I will say that if they get out of that district, I really like what Mike Alexander did in his first year there. Uh, I know they lose Alan Bowman, but they feel really good about this Cade Rhodes kid. Yeah. Um, they've got a number of receivers like David Clayton who are going to be able to help him and, and Alex Vergara. Uh, I think Roshan Prier could be in free. Roshan Prier is a great year.
1: player. I saw him play last year. He was a very impressive. Well, water bug. He's out I'll tell there. you what. I mean, talk me a Grapevine. I'm, I, I can't because I, I think Grapevine, I think, and I know that Denton Ryan is Denton Ryan, but. I can definitely see a scenario where Grapevine finishes second in that district and beats Denton Ryan. I can see Denton Ryan finishing third in that district this year. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's <laughs> it's a, a possible. good, deep district. It's a good district. So I mean, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Denton Ryan's got some questions. Uh, lost, you know, obviously a transcendent player mm-hmm. in Spencer Sanders. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I don't think I can talk you out of it. I think uh, a sleeper... Keep an eye on San Antonio Southwest in Region Four. Region Four, I, don't region think, region, 4 is, I think it's because we, we talked about Region Four region is going to be is wide, open wide open, and you know they they bring back you know the news that they're dropping down because of the new school opening in that district. Uh, legacy mm-hmm. opened up, but Southwest at their junior and senior level still have six A numbers. Mm-hmm. They were, I believe, nine and three last year. Uh, if memory serves me correctly, in six A they won a playoff game in Class six A. They may have been yeah nine and three. Um, lost to Los Fresnos, whose shirt and the Swag Shrine is right behind you there. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring back a lot of talent. They run a unique offense. They run kind of some single wing uh, kind of stuff that's hard to prepare for. They're going to be a tough out in Region 4. I can mm-hmm. see them making – them. Obviously, I think Wagner, San Antonio Wagner, is the other favorite uh, in Region 4, but I think Southwest is not being talked about, and I think they're really going to be a team to watch. I
0: think they are, too, and I think that I think that for all the talk that we do about how exciting it would be for a Rio Grande Valley team to get out there, first and foremost, there are two really good Corpus Christi teams. Yes, there are. Uh, Corpus Christi vets, if you have not paid attention to them, what they've done in their young two, two years is <laughs> really impressive. Yeah. And I think it's, Flower Bluff's going to be right in, yeah. right in the mix.
1: As well. And then Wagner and then Southwest. So there's, there's four teams, I think, in Region 4. The, the two Corpus, the two San Antonio teams, Mm -hmm. they're going to be tough. But, you know, I think mission, you know, in the valley, you look at uh, mission vets, they're probably mission vets and Brownsville vets are probably the two top teams down in the valley in a 5A Division I right now.
0: Let's move down to 5A Division II now. 5A Division II, um, I I guess, like, uh, the the storyline here is probably like Alito versus the field, right? Like, I mean, there, but the thing is. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Because I feel like Alito is wounded. I'll be honest. Yeah. They've had some... There's been some contention. They have... First of all, they're not used to coming off of a title game loss. No.
1: No. There was a lot of people that were not happy about A lot that. of
0: people who were not happy about that. They lose two very key transfers, Money Parks, and then I think the huge one, uh, Jeffrey Carter going to Mansfield Leg He's an like, AM committee. He committed an AM Committee, A&M committee. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is I mean, he's gonna be in the backfield with Jalen Catalan. like the secondary with Jalen Catalan. That is nuts. Yeah. Um, Alito is wounded and I wonder, you know, look, they've still they've still got Jace McClellan. The but I, I, I wonder, like, are they vulnerable? And, but then it's like, okay, so who's number two, right? Well, oh, Manville, they're great. Well, they lost everyone. Yeah. They lost everyone. 49 Letterman. Yeah. They lost 49 Letterman, and they bring back three starters. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, by the way, they lost their coach. Yes. So, it's like, if it's not those two, who do you go with? And I will tell you who I cannot stop hearing about. Are we thinking about the same thing? Uh, Fortman Marshall. Fort Bill Marshall. Yeah. I can't stop hearing about him.
1: They're, they're 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 super super talented but you know what i got despite the fact that manville lost everyone i i think in 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 region one and two mm-hmm. it's prove it to me somebody's got to beat yeah. alito somebody in one of those two regions has to beat alito maybe I think it's in us. region three region four somebody's got to beat manville you know mm-hmm. fort ben marshall has played manville the last couple of years they've been blown out the last two years That's mm-hmm. true can the buffaloes do it if they're if they're gonna do it now now's the time but you got to show me same thing with lido you know I just I just you know maybe Ennis maybe Corsicana uh I, you know I don't think anyone you know in the, in the district you know I don't think there's anyone I, I'm an, I'm a huge Everman homer but I, I don't see it no. especially not with Everman losing their star mm-hmm. wide receiver to a transfer to O.D. White so you know I don't think anyone in Region One. Uh, can really play with Alito, so I, I think, the, I think so, but it's here's, Alito in the field and that on that side of the bracket. And,
0: and here's here's what's, what fascinates me about Division, Division 2, is that, like, you're right. I think it's only fair that you say, all right, Alito starts from coming off of the left side of the bracket. Manville starts from coming on the right side of the bracket. Someone's got to beat them. Yep, got to prove it. Yeah, that's fair. There are... 25 teams that could, that could do it. Like I don't I just think that gap is is smaller than it has been. Yeah. And and yeah, it 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 could be Pitt Marshall, it could be Anaheim Consolidated or it could be Portlandgers Grove.
1: Anaheim Consolidated is a team that I don't think enough people talking about. super duper good. Yeah, they, they they look great at 7 on They're 7. They're really good. Maybe yeah. it's Ennis, maybe well, and Lee Fedora. Yeah. That guy can coach. Oh, he yeah. he's won a few few games and a couple he's got a couple of rings on his finger. Maybe it's
0: Ennis, maybe it's Crosby. But like all right.
1: What if it's
0: a team like Kerrville tidy. Yeah. What uh-huh. if it's a team like North what, 40 coming from the left side of the brown? Huntsville. What about Huntsville? Huntsville's a team that I am not hearing enough about and I think
1: they're gonna be really good.
0: Th- that to me for Five A Division Two is like, yes, you've got these two teams that you have to prove it to, but like it is a minefield. And I feel like there's a lot of teams that could up and, and if these teams are wounded, yes. like we like we think they might be, they're there for the picking. And yeah. there's, there's no enough question enough teams that could do it. Yes. All right, give me a sleeper.
1: <clears throat> I'm going down to the Rio Grande Valley. Okay. Because I think I think I think in Division Two, we have a better shot in Region Four of a Valley team making run. I think Ronadami and Mission Sherryland are a team. Interesting. I, I think they've got a lot coming back, and I think that Region Four bracket, Cal Allen's another one. They've they mm-hmm. lost they lost a ton. Mm-hmm. They were very senior heavy last year. Uh, I think Region Four is wide open in Division Two. You know, I think Brenham's going to be in that mix, but but why not Sherryland? Why not Sherryland? I think you're right. Let me go
0: with. See, like Parkland's the easy one, right? Because they've got Dion Hankins. El Paso Parkland's the easy sleeper. They're the fun sleeper. Yeah. Let me go with a team that nobody's paying attention to because they had a really ugly record last year and they had and boy, they went through a ton last year. What about Montgomery? I think Montgomery you got a you got a you got a, a veteran coach and John Bolfing. Um, they were four and five last year. In 6A. In a tough... They are playing the Woodlands. In a tough 6A district that, by the way, they got hit by Hurricane Harvey. And you never know what that does to their head. Um, They bring back a big offensive line, a running game with Daniel Dobis. Um, I think the defense could be pretty solid. When Montgomery's good, it's because their defense is good. Um, I think Montgomery... The more I think about it, the more I wonder if people are just like looking at the record
1: and go, "Oh, oh well, okay, they were, they were just four and five last year." Another thing, you know, like I talked about with San Antonio Southwest, Montgomery in the larger classes still has basically six eight numbers, mm-hmm. so they're going to because Lake Creek opened because so at the, at the junior and the senior level they're going to have a little bit of depth and they're going to be able to withstand a long run and maybe wear some teams down. And I'm I'm actually I'm going to see Montgomery play this year on my schedule, so I'm uh, going to see them. Uh, See what they can do. I think they're. I think they're a team that could, you know, make some noise as well, especially being Division Two. Yeah, let's move over to
0: Four A Division. We'll move down to Four A Division One, and I guess the storyline is probably like, "How dare we rank anybody ahead of Carthage?" <laughs> Which is true. It's. I mean, and, and 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 if
1: you're if you're a Carthage
0: fan and you're mad about it. I want you to t- I want to tell you that I get it. What's the stat
1: on Scott Surratt that our buddy Gabe Brooks? Scott Surratt has has as many state titles as he does playoff losses. Yes. <laughs> he's so he's been That's in, the dumbest stat ever. He's been in the playoffs and
0: won a title more than he's been in the playoffs and not. I think he's is he is he 5 and 5. He's got five titles and five losses. I think, I think he's been there be ten five, years. maybe 5 and 4 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's stupid. It's it's insane. That that is the dumbest stat ever. So we have Argyle number 1. Um they bring back a lot, and I want to be real clear that I think Argyle is going to be really good. They are, and um, I think I think I think for all the talk we have about the the. the um the offense that they always have is. I think their defense could be really special this year.
1: That they have that aggressive, you mm-hmm. know, defense that that at times gets maligned, and I I think it bit them last year in that play. It, it did against Stevenville. It, yeah, it bit them a little bit, but they they're committed to it, and when they when they play it well, they're tough to move the ball. I think the key for Argyle is not getting their quarterback hurt. Yeah, that's the huge. last two years, you know, Hayden Clareman, who is a senior now, has started. I think I mentioned this. I was right. I wrote that about their game against Stevenville today. Uh, he started almost a dozen. He's been the backup quarterback the last two years and has started about a dozen games because of injuries to Argyle's starting quarterback the last two years.
0: Here's here's the reason to not like Argyle:
1: is that Region Two huh, is huh. brutal. Yeah, it's tough. Their, their district is brutal. Their district's brutal. I got Salina, Melissa, and hey, Paris is going to be pretty good as well.
0: Argyle, Stephenville, La Vega, Kennedale, Melissa, Salina, China Spring, Carter, Paris. All in region yeah. all in region it's, four. It's gonna be a and, that, and and or Region two rather, and God forbid, by the way, Alvareto figures it out. Like, yeah. God forbid, like they have one of those Alvareto years that we know they're capable yes. of. That's the thing that, that kind of scares me about Argyle is that on the other side of it, right, and as much as I respect Midlothian heritage, right, and as much as I respect like Henderson, um, and as much as I respect like Liberty Hill, right, Carthage
1: should play for another title. They should I think Liberty Hill is going to be pretty good Yeah, I, I think if you're going to get Carthage It's this year, I think I think if you're going to get them, it's this year mm-hmm. I think the next couple of years, are going to be really good again I also think though, man, is that like, you get
0: deeper in the playoffs And Pedigree wins
1: Yes, and Carthage, get, Carthage is a classic example They get better as a season mm-hmm. It's really hard to beat Carthage after about the second round of the playoffs mm-hmm. If you're going to get them, get them early You've
0: got to get them early And that's, that's the thing that, that, makes it, that makes it interesting My
1: storyline is Region 1 there are there are eighteen teams in Region yep. One, and sixteen of them will make the playoffs this year. If, Boy, you, if you're one of those two schools that don't me, make the playoffs,
0: right now, right now the two the two teams that we project to miss the, the playoffs out of uh, Region Two it's or Region One, Gainesville and Burke Burnett, right? Gainesville and Burke Burnett. You know, Everyone I else, including I, I, three I'm, winless teams last year: Big Spring, San Angelo Lakeview, and San Elizario. We predict to make the playoffs. Here's a really wonky
1: thing that I was looking at the other day. There's a greater than zero chance that like. Big Spring or San Angelo... Big Spring and San angelo Late View have struggled. Mm -hmm. Okay, a lot. What if... Here's I was thinking about that. What if one of them goes 0-10, right? And makes the playoffs? No offense to the teams in the El Paso district. They might win that game. An 0-10 team might win a playoff game. Oh, there's a fair chance. If if Big Spring played Clint... I think Clint Mm -hmm. is who we have favored. If Big Spring went 0-10 and played Clint in the first round of the playoffs... I think big Spring would probably be favored in that game, and I we mean, could have it, and Big Spring could set the state record for losses because I don't think they could go they could, they could finish the year like one and eleven they could finish year one and eleven <laughs> and that would be. Weird. That'd be very weird. It, it, it is a possible. I don't think it will happen. I like the Big Spring and late view schedule, and I think there's games I can see them winning this year. By the way, Big Spring's lost 19 in a row,
0: which is kind of weird because yeah. remember they were they won because before that they won they had two back to back nine win years.
1: Yeah, and I mean it wasn't that long ago they were they were in four a the old four a uh, they played Everman in the third round of the playoffs back to back years. Mm-hmm. You know when they had uh, Tannehill. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's, it's weird, crazy. but it's it's. You can think you can squint and see that, which would be super weird. So, and I think Region One is really, really wide open um, in 4A, mm-hmm. especially you know Decatur. Their star quarterback uh, going straight baseball uh, mm-hmm. that really That's hurt huge. them. You know, Hershey's got Demarquey Foster, but they've got a lot of question marks because they lost a lot to graduation. Keep an eye on those Dumas demons up in the. Dang panhandle. it! You stole my sleeper. Keep an you eye. Stole on my sleeper. Oh, 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 I'll see another one. Is Herford? Yeah, Herford was a six and four, five eighteen. And Dumas and Herford up, up in the Panhandle could really be teams to keep. I an think
0: Dumas. I think Dumas is super interesting. Uh, a good coach in Aaron Dunham, a guy kind of taking over this program, um, and I think you know good bloodlines. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, I think he's got some playmakers. That I think could make things interesting. I think that I think District Four is like super winnable
1: for yeah. them. Hey, they Dumas won District Three Five A. They Dumas beat Amarillo High like thirty six to three last year. Yeah, That's a good team. I mean, like
0: yeah, you mentioned Herford and 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 Pampa, you know, in there as well. Canyon could figure it out, but. Yeah, I think I think Dumas is really interesting. Yes, and they're they're my sleeper. Who's your? I'm going to make you pick another sleeper.
1: Uh, I'm going to go give me Fredericksburg down in Region Four, the Batlin Billies. The Billies. I think uh, other than Liberty Hill, Liberty Hill is the prohibited favorite in uh, prohibited favorite in Region Region Four, especially with La Vega moving to Region Two. Liberty Hill is far and away the favorite in mm-hmm. Region Four. I could squint and see the Fredericksburg making a nice run. Yeah, th- yeah. By the way, th- did anybody come out of realignment better than Liberty Hill? Number one, they stayed 4A. We, stayed 4A. We, we all thought they were going up to 5A. Mm-hmm. They came in just under the number, and they lost La Vega and China Spring to Region 2. I mean, they are living right at Liberty yeah. Hill. And I I actually have Liberty Hill. I, I tweeted out my state title game picks a couple of days ago. I think Liberty Hill I, I think Liberty is going to play for a state title. I think I think it, they may take Carthage down in the semifinals.
0: You heard it here first, folks, on this, Tep and Step. All right, let's move down to 4A Division 2. And... 4A Division 2, I can't help but feel, like, every time I look at these rankings, I can't help but feel like the word is default. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, West Orange Stark's fielding a team again, right? Yeah. Okay, it's them. Mm -hmm. But, uh, we're on the premium podcast, so I can can speak freely. This West Orange Stark team doesn't inspire me in the same ways that, like, the past few years Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. Is that, like... First of all, they got a lot of replacement to do defensively, which is always a thing. And... They don't have, to me, unless I'm just really forgetting somebody, they don't have that standout guy that, like, when the game gets tough, he can put him on their back.
1: And basically, their best you, returning player is uh, the offensive is yeah. Caden Cooper, I think, right? Yeah, but I, Cooper. I think the biggest thing for me is do they have that? You know, they had Jack Dallas, and then mm-hmm. last year Chaka Watson did a great job. Mm-hmm. They had a big question mark of quarterback. Huge you, question mark. You, you kind of knew when Dallas was a quarterback that, that Chaka Watson was the next guy in line. Mm-hmm. He was going to, you know, people spoke really highly of him, and he led him to a state title game, which is no small feat. Mm-hmm. Don't hear those kind of whispers no. about who's going don't, to, I don't know who's going to be the quarterback. I think no. he's still kind of up in the air. And that's what makes me, that's what makes me kind of nervous
0: about yeah. them, is that like, is that like, we have the number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football, and I'm, I just keep going like, all right, like, basically because they're always there? Yeah. Like, that's kind of it. Now, I'll say this, you keep going down the rankings,
1: Quero. That's my That was my storyline. Is it Cuero's time? Like, it, it's... I thought they were going to get it done last year. Dude, I've been
0: burned so many times I by know, Cuero. I know,
1: I know. And I'm going to go with him again this year. I'm like, you know... But Jordan Whittington's... I don't know if he's not healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to try to play once district. I think you're holding him out until district. Mm-hmm. So... That's uh, smart, honestly. Yeah, I mean... So, you know, if Cuero's going to get it done, it's the, this is the time. Because mm-hmm. I think West Orange Stark is is, is vulnerable... Um, you know, I think everybody else in Region 4, uh, I think Quero would be the favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But then, like, another perfect example of, like,
0: a default, right, is Gilmer. with Gilmer third. And yeah. it's like, okay, Gilmer loses their best player in Poppy Brown. Yeah. And we've still got them third. To me, that's why a team like Silsby fascinates me.
1: Yeah, still eight starters back on defense, mm-hmm. nine back on defense, maybe yes. serves. Two really good running backs. Mm-hmm. I think they're a team to watch. You know, I talked to um, uh, Coach Chris at Sam Houston. He was watching uh, Pleasant Grove scrimmage Seguin, mm-hmm. and he he thought Pleasant Grove looked great. He was like, man, Pleasant Grove's going to be <laughs> Listen, really man, good again this look, year. They're
0: the defending champs, and the most important guy that they returned is Josh Gibson, the coach. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were sitting around here the whole offseason going, all right, Who's going to back up the Brinks truck for Josh Gibson? Like, who's going to go and and grab, and grab this charismatic young state champion coach? And the answer is nobody. Like, that's he not to, a, that's not to say he calls. didn't try. He got they, a lot people of people didn't calls. try. Yeah, people tried, but he stuck around. Yeah, and that's huge. And so I, I feel like people may forget about may forget about him. Uh, the defending champs, they start the year number five in Dave Campbell's sex Football. All right, give me a sleeper in four A Division two. All right, I can go first if you want. <laughs> go ahead, you go first. It's not just because I'm quoted in one of their commercials. But I really like Iowa Park.
1: You're quoted in Iowa Park?
0: Commercial. Did you not see this? So no. I, I, had some, I had some tweet when we went out to the Munster and Albany game. It was at Iowa Park. Yeah, I remember that. And I tweeted about how unbelievable their stadium is. And I don't know if you've been there.
1: I've driven past it. It's very nice. So
0: nice. It's really good.
1: And you I tweeted about it. You have to drive by because you can't see it from the highway because it's, it's dug in the and ground. And then,
0: like, for some reason, there was, like, a local commercial about, like, Promoting uh, like Iowa Park, um, Iowa Park, like play, like come, come on out and see Iowa Park's beautiful facilities. Even you know, and then like they flashed my tweet up on the screen. Wow. I'm like, wait, what? That's awesome. It's nuts. You're famous. I like Aubrey Sims as the coach. I think that last year they felt they they were, um, you know, they ran into um, who they end up losing to in the title, and then that's. Uh, regionals. They, lost, they get to the th- they get to the third round. They lost. A, they lost that, that. They lost that thriller to Seminole. in The area round. Okay. Um, twenty nine twenty seven. Uh, they bring back. I think they're going to be really good up front. Um, they've got a quarterback in Trent Green, who is who is great as a sophomore coming back as a junior. Um, I also think that when you look at um, you know you look at uh, Region One, I think that you know. Region one, it's pretty wide open. Graham is very you got, young. You got Graham, but you then got it's like Estacado
1: losing their coach. Greenwood, yeah, Glenrose,
0: Sweetwater, like they're
1: Sweetwater Sweetwater's going to be super
0: young. They're going to be really young, yeah. and so for me, I look at I look at Iowa Park as a potential like
1: breakthrough yeah. team. One, like, region one in in four A, both divisions is is mm-hmm. it's up for grabs. I think it is. Um it, my give give me Rockport Fulton. Yeah, I'm into this. Yeah, I think Jay Seibert's squad. You know, drop into division. They, here's the thing: no, no team and no town went through as much last year as Rockport Fulton did. They still made the playoffs in Division One. Didn't they win? Did they win a playoff game? I think they did win a playoff game. They won a playoff game. Considering they did all that they happened. did, they, they they lost in the area around Liberty Hill. Yeah. So they they bring back a lot. I think 14 starters. Mm-hmm. And they're dropping to Division Two, and 15 they do fifteen starters dropping to Division Two, mm-hmm. and they don't have all the chaos around them. They actually are going to have some sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be right. I think they're they're in position to take down Senton in that district and make some noise in Region Four in the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to beat Liberty Hill. I think that they're they're a, a ways away from that, but I could see, see three four round run. So, let's talk about premium content. This content is
0: so premium. That I think we're going to split this up into two podcasts. So we're going to stop right now. Okay. And then we're going to do 3A and 2A we're on the back real, half. We, we
1: are real dorks. We are real dorks.
0: We love you so much. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Um, this has been the inaugural edition of Tep and Step. The two-part edition continues next on TexasFootball.com Insider. Yeah, sh- on your podcast work. provider, we'll come up with a better outro on Tep <laughs> and Step.